listen, it is the start of Black History Month. We are a week late to the party because some people, you know, had, you know, they 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 got down with the vid. You know, some you know black men. You know, we got to go to the doctor. Some people on this pod don't didn't want to go to the doctor. They messed up. You know, the release to the pod, and then when it got well, they out there spending time with their families and going to Super Bowl weekends. But nonetheless, it is Black History Month. It is February 8th. Barbershop mentality. We might be right. This is your man, Julius Rock. I'm here with my main man, P. P, how you doing today? Uh, all is well. The the white blood cells, the red blood cell count is back accurate. Um, I'm feeling empowered in the month of February. I've told many, many, many colonizers, fuck you, fuck no, in my workplace. I am feeling ecstatic. Uh, it, is, it is our month. And we must do our job as supporters of Black excellence. And speaking of Black excellence, I have a Black excellence that's kind of left field, but I'm going to let P go with his Black excellence. Uh, Black excellence goes back to uh, the beginning of the month, top of the month. Um, A man whose team fell short of the goal of, of reaching the Super Bowl, but he has achieved so much more, not only in the football realm, but in the realm of life. And that is D'Amico Ryans. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to D'Amico Ryans, Black Excellence. Not only is he the new head coach of the Houston Texans, which I'm not a fan of the Texans, but I will support D'Amico Ryans until uh, uh, he no longer garners my support. This man uh, acquired a six-year deal. Unheard of. In, in Unheard of. Black man. Six-year deal. Black man with six years. But even more than that, the thing that just did it for me that said he is him i need you if you haven't already seen it or if you haven't already done the research go ahead and do a research on D'Amico ryan's wife do a search on D'Amico ryan's kids what will you find blackness um, black 100 percent black big mama out there by the jet 100 <laughs> no curly head no, no halfways, 1,000% unfiltered, unapologetic Blackness. And I, I for one, D'Amico Ryan's love that about you. I love that for you, and I appreciate you, and it, it will bestow upon you Black excellence of the week. Yes, you, you, D'Amico Ryan's, you have unwavering support from this podcast. We will fight for you, my brother, okay? Because it's going to get nasty. But we, we, we will discuss his challenges a little later in this pod. But my Black excellence goes, this is left field, okay? It's non-football related. My Black excellence goes to John Morant. Let's go. I have no objectivity when it comes to John Morant, okay? I do not care what John Morant does. I care nothing. John Morant has, I just want to be transparent for a second, okay? It's a narrative that John Morant is a kid from the suburbs. There are no suburbs where he's from, okay? There are no suburbs. We wish there were suburbs, but there are no suburbs where he's from, okay? Not his particular part. He is not from the suburbs. He has a two-parent household. That is correct. Nothing's wrong with that, right? Has John Morant had some questionable behavior? Absolutely. Does he can't see it. I can't see see it. does he maybe need to reevaluate his friends? Absolutely. But let me tell you this. If you are well aware, well aware of a something nigga, a something South Carolina nigga, 
you do not give a something South Carolina nigga 200 M's. It's basic science. You do not give a something South Carolina nigga 200 M's. If you give is anybody from the city of something that has reached the heights that job, nobody has reached the number two pick in the draft, potential face of the track uh, of the NBA, feel good. Story. Nobody has reached that height. We've had doctors, we have lawyers, we've had all kind of people come out of something, but they ain't that. The only people that that, that garner that type of galvanization is John Mar- is an athlete or a rapper. And I know that's backwards, but hey, the game is the game. The game is the game. So I bestow black excellence upon John Morant. I care not what he does. If anything, somebody may have flashed a beam on him. I have to ask, what made you flash a beam on him? How do we know John Morant's life was not in danger? We have to ask these important questions. So shouts out to John Morant. Shouts out to T. Morant. Shouts out to the Morant family. Continue to get money and make plays. I do not care what John Morant does. I do not care at all. Not one bit. I don't see nothing wrong. If anything, we need to investigate the Indiana Pacers for lying on that black man. Um, it, you want to add anything after we get to it? John Morant, T Morant, J Morant, all the Morants, uh, all the Morants I grew up with, uh, they did nothing wrong. That's an excellent nothing. black family. Uh, y'all don't know where we come from. Uh, I say we. Uh, Julius Rock likes to remove himself. We are from the same streets. Uh, there's nothing that John Morant, there's nothing that John Morant saw growing up that me and Julius Rock did not see growing up. Uh, uh, I, myself, my brother, and my friends that I grew up with have the only state championship at Hillcrest outside of one T Morant and Ray Allen playing in those halls. So we are from the same block. If you're talking about any block that John Morant's from, that's my block. That's Julius Rock's block. We don't understand the world that y'all are painting our block as. It doesn't exist. Yes. If anything, people don't understand the difference from a hood in an urban area and in a country and just being just fucking ghetto and hood. That's what we, there is no metropolitan sprawl in Sumter County. Yes. There is no country motherfuckers who are hood as fuck, ghetto the, as fuck, the, the, the city south. part of Sumter. The city part of Sumter is, is 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 Niggerville, USA. So I'm just saying, John Morant. If if, if you feel like John Morant capping, that's your prerogative. But his crew ain't okay. His crew is not. They are something. You do not give us something, nigga. Two hundred ends. It is what it is. A something nigga, a liquid nigga, a something high nigga. I don't care. It does not happen. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so championship weekend happened. Um, I was ecstatic uh by championship weekend. I was very pleased by it. Um, you know, uh Brock Purdy did get hurt. Let's start with the Eagles. Uh Brock Purdy did get hurt in that game. Um Eagles took care of it. P was right. Um, the Eagles did molly whop the Niners. Um, that that was an ass whooping. Um, give me your thoughts on that game. The difference in that game was the run game. And, you know, San Francisco is the stout team all season long. And you know, it's just one of them situations where your offense couldn't keep the defense off the field long enough, and then you just get leaned on. Uh, 
Um, I, I I can say I take great pride in Jalen Hurts shutting MAGA Bosa down. Um, I take great pride in the Eagles uh, pounding the face off the 49ers. Uh, it's what I thought Dallas was going to do. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, the game played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out, minus the injury. I didn't think Brock Purdy was going to get injured. I just thought the game was going to be too big. And, um, you know, 49ers fans got a gripe, you know, all things considered, if it's healthy, maybe that's a better game. But at the end of the day, I think that the team who ultimately ended up winning was going to be the team that came out victorious anyways. Um, I was watching, you know, some analysis of the game and the the 40, the 49ers defensive front seven, they just really had no answer for, you know, the run game. Jalen Hurts is a runner. Uh, the ability to stop them in on the back half uh, in the secondary. They just really had no answers. And at that point, your, your safeties are guessing, your linebackers are guessing, and you're in fucking trouble. And well, that's I, what happens. I, well, I, I think the biggest thing in that game was field position because it wasn't like um, the Niners were really moving the ball that effectively. You know, um, I, th- I think it was uh, – I forgot the guy, Johnson. Um, I don't, Thank you, Jerry Johnson. I, I forgot his name. Um, we should probably know, but um, the quarterback that was in, um, he just wasn't moving the rock. And oh, Josh Johnson? The, yeah, Josh, Josh, Josh Johnson. He, the fact that you're just not moving the rock, you know, you're just kind of just giving the Eagles quality field position. And, and I think that just was a big thing. Um, I think I will say this. This is what I did realize. Um because Josh Johnson did get hurt in that game as well. Um, and Brock Purdy had to come in and run the ball. Matter of fact, they, they, they had no super run the ball because Brock Purdy couldn't throw because of his hand. Um, the NFL needs to increase the rosters because there is no reason why you cannot, at the bare minimum, keep three travel with three quarterbacks. That that's that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I don't see the why you cannot. What's the roster? 87, right? You mean the active game day roster? Yeah. 53. It's 53? Yeah, 53 for active dress on Sundays, go out and play. It's I mean, they increased, the, they increased the practice squad, the, practice the squad, number right? of players, but them players that's on the – you got to get activated from the practice squad to dress out on Sunday, and that's still 53. So a reasonable number, I think, would be 60. I mean, you could do that, but then, I mean, part of part of the number being a number, I believe, has to do with contracts and, you know, uh, NFL PA stuff. And I, I don't even know what type of fight you'd have to go into to get the active game day roster expanded. Well, I, I, don't I, don't think, I don't think the owners would have a problem with that because you don't want to – nobody wants to get in a situation in, the, in, in a, in, in a uh, conference championship game where you only have two quarterbacks and both of them fucking hurt. You're like you're at a disadvantage. You should at the bare minimum have three quarterbacks. Sixty I mean, is a good. So so if for fifty three, we're adding what, what seven more people, a quarterback. You know, maybe you know what I mean maybe a couple special team players, maybe a couple linemen. Like you gotta have the depth. I mean, to to I guess realistically, you don't want to go into the game thinking that your fourth string quarterback is going to end up being injured because your third string quarterback got injured because the second string and the first string quarterbacks were injured. So 
Um, I think that's part of the issue there is that the 49ers already been depleted at that position throughout the season. And where do you go at that point? Like, should Jimmy G have been activated and ready to go? Was he healthy? I don't know. I don't follow the 49ers to be able to. I thought Jimmy G was healthy for the playoffs. That's why I was confused. He was in street clothes, though. He wasn't active. He wasn't on the active roster. But but the reports that I saw is he was healthy. They just wanted to ride with Brock. But then again, you want to kind of, you were moving on from Jimmy anyway. You know what I mean? You still can low-key trade Jimmy before before the free agency hits. You know what I mean? That's that's right. something the Niners could do. But and so I get the rationale, but besides not playing him, because you might have a starving team like the Saints or the Jets or you know the Raiders, you know what I mean? Uh, the Colts, a, a starving team that maybe just want to get somebody in there too and while we draft somebody, you know. You, you want to keep the healthy, but you still want to increase the roster. I think that's the most fair thing you can do to 60, 60, hell down 57. So if you have active, if you have active game day rosters expanded, then your practice squad, your IR, your, your pup list, all the, those lists have to expand as well. So I can, really. I can, I mean, you know, you know well, what you could do? You know what you could do? You know what you could do? Because I, Look, financially, the NFL is bringing in buku money. It could work. It could. It's it's not a big deal. You can just care. It's 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 like college. You, you know, you carry the red shirt, nigga. You don't plan on playing them, but if some shit get thick, I'll throw his ass out there. Why can't you just carry? You just can't have travel with a couple practice squad guys. You know what I mean? If you get and just having a contract, you make this. If you get, if I have to play you, your salary goes from this to this. That's reasonable. Yeah, it could be practice squad. Yeah, it travel, could be practice done. Squad, practice squad. Just on just on my knowledge of everything that goes in, um, then we start getting into the hairs of contract and insurance for players, and when it when it's if you're on the active, is it you know a certain amount? If you're not. Uh, when you're covered, when you're not covered, how many, what your kickers are. Um, that's just, that's the conversation that comes to my head. But I hear what you're saying. And I think they could make a, they could figure out how to do it. But I don't think that it's at the forefront of something that needs to be done because the 49ers were literally out of all 32 teams in the league, the 49ers were the only team that was on their four string quarterback this season. That's true, but you know, I, I I just well with the Panthers the Panthers you know they had to play musical chair quarterbacks I mean it's it I just feel like it doesn't hurt to have that as an option personally you know just just that you know just just that opportunity to just have that flexibility going into the game because you know I feel like going into NC, NFC or AFC championship games. There is no margin for error. There is no excuse why, you know, you should go into the game and have that limitation. Even if you just do it for the playoffs, the roster should be expanded for the playoffs. No, I definitely feel like the 49ers missed when they didn't have Jimmy G ready to go. Even if you didn't think he's going to play, you still have to hedge against injury. Like you, you're literally on your third string quarterback for the last half of the season. And I know most teams only carry two quarterbacks active game day, I believe, right? Um, yes. So I don't know if they just 
got caught thinking, hey, well, Brock will get injured and then Josh Johnson to come in. But once Josh Johnson gets injured, then it's kind of like, oh, shit. And I, I just think this is a situation you can't really legislate it out because it's so it's so out there. Like nobody's going to plan to be looking for their fifth string quarterback at that point. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's just a thought. It's just a thought. Overall, uh, I want to say uh, this, it, I'm going to pivot to the uh, Chiefs and Bengals. Um, I felt like the Eagles were in control the entire game. They didn't have a great offensive explosion, but I just felt like they were, they, they were going to control that game. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I think I will say this. I think uh and it kind of leads into my point about the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm gonna I'm say my point. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move on because I it's something I want to play, but it ties into my Super Bowl prediction. So I, I'll just pivot here. Um Chiefs and Bengals. I that was this was a great game. This is a very, very good game. Um I think I pick, I think, I think I picked Pat to win. I can confirm. I, Give me a second. I can confirm. I think I picked Pat Mahomes. I think I felt like, I think I felt like the Chiefs. I feel like Pat just needed wanted this game a little bit more. No, we went Bengals. You and we went, I went Bengals. Bengals. Burtis went Chiefs. Burtis okay, went Chiefs. Okay. okay, okay. Um, I. You know what I? You know what? You know what? I felt like in this game, um, the the Chiefs were in control, right? Like they usually jump off of them, and then the Bengals usually just walk them down, right? Um, I am shocked. The biggest, the biggest reason I felt like the Chiefs won this game was because Jamar Chase didn't go eight shit. They the, the Chiefs did a very, very good job of keeping Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon in check. You know what I mean? I think those are two critical things. Now, I think Joe Barrow not having, you know, his start O-line kind of caught up to him this particular game. But I just felt like the Chiefs were just defensively just playing a little harder than they had the previous years. And they just wanted this game. Um I I don't feel like this was the I felt like this wasn't the, like the greatest Pat Mahomes game, but I felt like it was a game where he made the plays he had to make when he needed to make the plays. You know what I mean? It wasn't like no 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 football game numbers, but I, I have to give this game to the defense. Defense had five sacks, yes, um, two interceptions. Um, young boys, Fayetteville State put on had had an interception. I felt like they just was putting hands and feet you know, on the Bengals, you know what I mean? And I think that was kind of a deciding factor in my opinion, because, you know, it, it, it just felt like the Chiefs were just in control the entire game. You know, usually the Bengals defense had just been on a roll bullying cats and it just didn't happen with the Chiefs. And, you know, I, 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 it was a questionable call with the, you know, roughing, you know, the, you know, I think a personal foul on the sideline. Going out of bounds. I you gotta let Pat get out of bounds, bro. You you know what this is. Like, come on, you know what this is. So you know, once I saw the outside, this game over. 
you know, but I'm okay I, with that play. If, if I'm a player, I'm not mad at my linebacker. He's been making plays all game. That's an yeah. effort play. I'm never going to be mad at a player for it. wasn't intentionally dirty. He was just, it's a bad mistake. It's an effort play though. So I'm never, you're never going to be mad at that. I'm okay with that. Also, I will say this one thing. I'm going to give the ball to you. Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback, right? But Jamar Chase has got to be a top three wide receiver for him, for the Bengals to go anywhere. He he is the one that's been dominating the Chiefs in this. I know they, they like to call it Burrow head, but Jamar Chase has been, been the one bodying niggas. And if Jamar Chase ain't getting his and bodying niggas, the Bengals will not go anywhere, okay? And I stand on that. But go ahead. Give me, give me your thoughts on, on, on the um, AFC Championship game. Um, I'm going to keep it very simple. I don't think the Chiefs won this game as much as the Bengals lost this game. We're talking okay. about Joe Burrow, uncharacteristic turnovers, um, interceptions, looking like Josh Allen out there. Um, and that's just a little shot that I want to take. But it's a, but realistically, when you look at it, this is a game the Bengals usually rebound from and win. You have the slow first half. They've done this many times with teams in the past, have slow first halves. And it is come out and give you everything that they should have gave you for all four quarters. Mm -hmm. um, I say the Bengals lost the game, um, but to the point that you just made, the Chiefs defense really showed up. Joe Burrow was under pressure. The, 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 the lack of offensive line cohesion really showed up. And Joe they Burrow was a, under they, pressure. They struggled to put a drive together, man. Listen, Joe Burrow was really under pressure. And he was making mistakes that were unlike, costly mistakes. Passes that would typically be incompletions were turning into turnovers. Uh, runs that usually open up in the third quarter for Joe Mixon just were not there. Um, yes. The Bengals had to get extremely one-dimensional, and obviously that limits Joe Mixon's effect on the game. And then they just really forced Joe Burrow into bad decision situations. But even in those bad decision situations, Joe Burrow typically doesn't make the costly mistake of a turnover. And what? how many picks did he have? He had four picks in that game? Am I? Oh, yeah, two. He had two picks. Okay. Yeah, he had the pick to the to the Fayetteville State kid. I know the, the group chat was excited about that. Um, I just really felt like, you know, the mistakes that the Bengals made were costly to points on the board. Um, and, I, and I know I just gave the guys, shot him some bell for the, the last penalty of the game with the 15-yard the personal foul. That put the field goal on the board for the Chiefs to avoid overtime. I personally feel that if that game gets extended, the Bengals figure out just enough of what works to get Pat and Kansas City up out of there. So um, I, it sounds like I'm discrediting the Chiefs, and realistically I am. But ultimately, I think that the Bengals are – I thought the Bengals had the better team, the better season. They just made the worst mistakes. Um and that's where I'm at. I would, if you ask me right now to, to name my top three quarterbacks in the game right now, um, I'm gonna be hard pressed not to say Joe, Joe Burrow is my number one. Like it's just hard for me to just look at what he does and say Joe Burrow's not number one. I might oh. put Joe Burrow number one, and then based on what he means to a team, 
Lamar Jackson to be my number two. Now, I'm not talking about passing and he's miraculous. I'm talking about what the quarterback means to the team, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. Um, you give Jamar Chase a lot of credit for Joe Burrow's success, but I flip it around, and I think it, I think it's more 65-35. Joe Burrow's on, Jamar Chase is there, and then you got T. Higgins and, you know, everything else that comes along with that that Bengals offense. But, um, yeah, no, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it right now, man. I, I think Joe Burrow is the guy as far as quarterback play goes in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and he lost that problem. game. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the guy, eh, uh, I think after the Super Bowl, I think that's a conversation to be had. It, 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 and I think we're going to do a podcast on that, like like a true top 10. We'll bring Riggs back to that, man. A true, who is a true top 10 quarterback and what, you know, qualifies them as a true top 10 quarterback you know I, I think that's something to you know kind of uh entertain you know what i mean our way um let me so let, let's move forward man um two co- two coaching dominoes have dropped three total i think two or left i think indian arizona job open is still there we'll cross that bridge later um We'll say, you know, it's Black History Month. We're gonna we're gonna shower. You know what? Fuck that. Demico Ryan, Demico Ryan's, you get the praise first. Fuck, fuck Sean Payton. Let's talk about Demico Ryan. Now listen, P was not too crazy over that until I showed him the family. But let me tell you this. I thought about this when he got the job, right? It made so much sense. Let me tell you why I like Demico Ryan to the Texas, okay? All right, a couple of things. He's a former player for the Texans, right? Back when the Texans were jumping. You know, the Arian Fosters, um, I think Matt Schaub, Andre Jump, you know what I mean? Uh, I think Watke towards maybe towards the end, the end of that run, right? He has JJ Watt support. And you know they love some JJ Watt down in Houston, right? To me, the Texans is not a bad job, okay? Now, have they done two black men wrong? Absolutely. But sometimes, but you got to ask yourself this, Pete. And we've been doing this podcast for two years. Did you feel like David Cullies should have got that job? No, he shouldn't have got that job to begin with. Okay. All right. Do you feel like they settled with Lovey Smith? Yes. Okay. I feel like this is their bad bitch. This is the guy that they wanted. I, I I feel strongly like, yo, this is the guy. Again, he got six years. Follow me here now. The Houston Texans have the number two draft pick, right? The Houston Texans have a grand total of 11 picks in the NFL draft. 11, right? You can do a lot with 11 draft picks now. The Houston Texans have $39 million in cap, and that can be ballooned up to about 60, depending on what they do with uh, Laramie Tunsil and Brandon Cook's contract. You know what I mean? There's a lot of flexibility going on in Houston. This is not a bad job. If Now, the thing, the, the thing is, the main question is, right, if you got that cap room and you got that coach, 
you can figure some shit out. You feel me? You can figure some shit out. My question is, what do you do with quarterback? Or I don't think I think the Mikko Ryan's has been coy on that quarterback question. Do you go get a bad bitch like Bryce Young? Or because we already because we've already heard what the Bears on. The Bears got $91 million in cap. They got their franchise quarterback. They could trade, you know, they, they they're the bell of the ball. They can get rid of this damn draft pick and keep, you know, what I mean, and, and build their team the right way, right? But the Texans, just just hear me out. If they don't go quarterback, right? If they build around Davis Mills, right? If it don't work out, you can go in twenty twenty three and get the quarterback you want, you really want. They, they, I, I thought the Texans have they the Texans could go trade for a quarterback. The Texans because they have enough assets to trade for a quarterback. They could just go continue to build a roster. That is not a bad job. And then he has, I think, at the bare minimum, Demeco Ranch has three to four years to get it done. If he don't, if they fire him, guess what? He gets paid the way. I I really like Demeco Ranch to the Texans man. I, I I like it a lot. I like it a whole lot. You get what do you think? I. I have full confidence in D'Amico Ryan's coaching ability. Um, I think that they do draft a quarterback this year because what head coach wants to come in and burn their first year up, saddle to a quarterback who they might not necessarily. Do, do you draft it first round? Oh, yeah. If you have, what, they got the second pick? Yeah, second pick, yep. You absolutely keep that pick and you take the quarterback of the future, 100%. Um, I don't think you gamble with trying to get a retread. Uh, free agent. I don't think you try to play around with the Derek Carr to try and, you know, do anything with that. Um, I think you absolutely, as a new head coach, I want a young, uh, for lack of a better term, virgin that I can mold into the franchise. I don't want another guy that's coming in with his baggage and the way he does things, a la Russell Wilson, the Daniel Hackett type situation. I don't, I don't want to see D'Amico Ryan settle with that. I want him to take a, a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or maybe even a Will Levis if you want to feel gangster like that. Um, go ahead and get him right. out the way so, you know, get him out the way so we don't make a mistake later on in, in, in the draft. But I think that as a head coach, you just want that fresh start. Now, my lack of confidence is in Texas ownership. Okay. It's in the Texans ownership. I have no faith that if he burns year one, on doing it the way they think it should do it, that they won't get rid of him in the middle of year three if shit's not turn around. And then I can definitely see D'Amico Ryan's having to fight for the rest of his money the same way Matt Rule is having to fight for his money with David Tepper. Um, I don't trust the ownership. I don't trust these owners, um, which is why I did not want D'Amico Ryan's to come to this location in the first place. But if D'Amico Ryans is going to be the Texans' golden child, former player, now coach, if he's going to be their golden child and they're going to give him carte blanche, he's going to get to be the Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien. Um, I get to call all the shots. Then, I, I, you know what? I'm okay with D'Amico Ryans taking this job. But if he's going to be handcuffed, because uh, remember, Bill O'Brien came in and Bill O'Brien got to do whatever the hell he wanted to do in the same organization. If D'Amico Ryan, if well, if he's not, then everything that the Texans turns into is on D'Amico Ryan's the same way we're attributing the Lions turnaround to, to Dan Campbell. 
we're going to attribute the Texans turnaround to D'Amico Ryan's. That that's only a good thing. And I I don't, I don't think he's going. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't think he's going to be handcuffed because I feel strongly that he is he's their guy, and they're going to give him two years to build this thing up. I think they're going to give him two years to build this thing up. Third year, it may get it may get a little worn. That, but I I feel very strongly that this is the guy that they really want to build with. He, I think he's going to have he he's going to make the family whole. I feel strongly about that. Cool, and we'll just have to see who his coordinators are. I don't know if that's been announced yet. Yes, um, his coordinators have been announced. Uh, no, 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 I haven't seen that yet. Okay, no, I haven't seen. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see the direction he's going in, but this is a defensive coach. Uh, obviously, the play calling is going to be delegated to whoever the offense coordinator is, and his success is going to be directly tied to whoever he chooses as offensive coordinator. Uh, yes. Whether whether the enemy wants to lend his services after the Super Bowl run to the Texans, uh, for you know the Voltron of Black Excellence remains to be seen. Um, whether he wants to go in another direction and you know pull from Shanahan's tree that he just left to see if he can't get some of that offensive magic there remains mm-hmm. to be seen. Um, I just really my trepidation about this opportunity is is more connected to my distrust of the Houston Texans organization than it is about anything D'Amico Ryans can do from an X's and O's standpoint. That's just where I'm at. Um, man, let's move forward a little bit. Um, Sean Payton, you know, I was shocked by that. Sean Payton got the job for the Broncos. Um, how do you feel about Sean Payton? I'm, I'm, I'm still processing um, how do you feel about Sean Payton and the Broncos? What are your thoughts on that? Um, so you kind of expected it because you have new ownership in Denver who did not pick the, the coach that they ended up firing in the Daniel Hackett. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with the hire. Now we need the results. Why are you so hyped? Why do we think that you are this magical button that's going to turn everything around? Mm-hmm. Why is the Sean Payton brand of coaching so strong when your coaching resume is littered with failure? Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of where I'm at with it. It's kind of like, yeah, it's another guy. No, it's another guy. It's Russell Wilson. So, you know, eh, maybe he can recreate the magic him and Drew Brees got when Drew Brees' shoulder was about to fall off of his arm and Sean Payton said, eh, come to New Orleans. Uh-huh. And maybe him and Russ had that same reconnection. And then Sean Payton is known as the quarterback whisperer who takes quarterbacks who seemingly look like they're at the end of their career in a rough spot and turn them around. We'll see. Um all I know is I don't know if the talent pool is very deep and this is going to be testing the coaching chops of a Sean Payton. You don't have a Drew Brees. You don't have a Marquise Colston. 
you don't have a Jimmy Graham. On the other side, you don't have, you know, defensive stalwarts. Uh, you don't have a, a, a Greg Williams brand defense. So I think this is a great opportunity for Sean Payton to show why the media decided to make him him. Because I don't think he's him. I've seen Cam Newton fuck him up many years in a row. All right. Really um, all right. So this is what I think. I don't think Denver is a bad team, right? I think Denver had didn't have an adult run the building, right? But 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 you know what? You make the reason you hire Nathaniel Hackett is because you assume you were going to get um Aaron Rodgers, but you don't hire. I'm, I'm, that, that, but that was stupid on Denver's part. But that's the here and there, right? Um, I I feel if if Russ was god awful and still threw for thirty five hundred yards, right? I feel like they can draft a running back. You know what I mean? Um, they still got Jerry Duty, Judy. They still got Cortland Sutton. They'll probably get Tim Patrick back. Um, I think. You know, they still have that defense. I think the main thing with the Broncos is the Broncos just need leadership. And Sean Bates is going to bring that leadership. And the quarterback can't be the leader of the t- for this team because I don't think Russ was the leader of Seattle. So when you're asking Russ to be – and a leader doesn't always have to be um, like rah-rah. It has to be, you know – I run this. It's checks and balance. The buck starts with me. And I think, you know, Pete clearly does that in Seattle. And I think that'll be good for Russell just to have. I mean, sometimes, man, listen, sometimes you just need somebody to just, you know, listen, I bring the money home. You cook the, you know what I mean? You, 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 you get the dinner, you take the kids. I need somebody else to do that. I, I just can't do this right now. And I think, or, or you know, we just want a nice, safe house. All you want to do is you, you, you stay in an apartment. Everything's taken care of. You just pay a little utilities. You don't have to worry about the, 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 the you know, you can call and make this man when the AC's broke or this broke. You know what I mean? And I think that's Sean Payton, you know? And I think that'll be good for Russ because he can just kick back, relax, worry about, you know, just getting better. And I think Sean Payton is just going to hold him accountable and just coach the hell out of him. Now, do I think they're going to win the AFC? next year no do i think they will win their division no but i think they'll be better than damn five damn wins i know that for a fact they'll be way better than damn five wins so you know i i, I don't i don't think it's a bad move in my opinion uh, that's a tough afc west it's a tough you know charges might get better kansas city so. sitting right there that's true. I don't think Charles is getting better, but I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Let's 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 be honest. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton ran the NFC South when the NFC South was historically one of the weakest divisions in football, year over year over year. And he ain't even really run the NFC South like that. No, there were no back to back champion. There were no back to back division championships that the New Orleans Saints posted. Mm-hmm. So when it was mediocre and the Falcons were whatever and Tampa was whatever, 
and the Panthers were whatever, up and down, because we couldn't really put it together back to back to back to back, even though we were the first consecutive champions in conference history. Um, division history, excuse me. Um, I just... It was just, this is a flashy, you know, it's just a flashy, shiny object the New Orleans Saints were. They were always going to split with Carolina. They were always going to split with Atlanta. And I guess that's division rivalries and whatnot. But you never really thought that the Saints were going to get it done in the playoffs. The wheels always fell off. And I just, now you're putting him in a tougher conference theoretically because again i just mentioned kansas city the chargers and i don't know man i just gotta see it i i'm not giving well, I, any benefit of the doubt so he's gotta show me well i'm i'm measuring based off of being better than last year that, that's just my honest I'm, that's that's what i'm measuring off of you know what i mean I, I just they told me they told me if sean payton got the dallas job dallas could win a super bowl I, they told me when Russell Wilson showed up to Denver, Denver was a Super Bowl contender. So now you got Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. You got to do more than just be better than five wins. Hey, to me, I have a Dak conversation that I have to save. I have a Dallas Dak conversation I'm going to save. I, I, I'm going to sit on that. That's just my, you know. That's just me. Um, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Um, we got a lot to discuss. Um, you know, we, you know what? Before we get to our 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 our, our Panther conversation, you know, our, our you know bi-weekly Panther conversation. Um, let's talk about speaking of the Saints. There are rumors in the tea leaves that Derek Carr visiting the Saints. Now let me. Now, now, let me just first preface to say this, the, 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 the Raiders are the epitome of Patriot coaches. They do silly shit. You, you, you know what I mean? You, I'm sorry. I trade Derek Carr at all costs. I get Derek Carr the hell out of my damn building. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not releasing Derek Carr for free. Because, you know, you the one that put it out there that Derek Carr ain't playing no more. You know, you messed up the brick. I would have found a starving team. And I would have, I, I might could have flipped Derek Carr for a first round. You know, even if that's what I want to do. So I'm just going to preface that. But I just think that the, the Raiders are stupid. But that's either here or there. Um, the, the, the rumor mill is saying Saints. Um... What do you think about Saints? And if you don't like the Saints, what do you think their car is should go is going to land? I mean, if let's say Derek Carr ends up at the Saints, at mm-hmm. this point, you would the Saints' last three quarterbacks will have been Derek Carr if he ends up at the Saints, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. Well, I forgot the other name. Who's the motherfucker there that uh, plays tight end but plays? quarterback Taysom as well. Taysom, okay, yeah. But put him in there too. Um that's a recipe for disaster. Personally for me. And then would Derek Carr want to go play in New Orleans for uh, a Dennis Allen defensive minded coach 
if he's trying to prove that he can continue to be a starter in this league, he might want to go try and check out somebody else who will provide him the setting for the offensive showing that will support him remaining a starter. Um, because I can easily see Derek Carr getting turned into, I want to be too disrespectful, but uh, I can easily see him feeling the Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick role if things don't go right over the course of the next one to two years. Nah. I think Derek Carr should definitely want to go play in Tampa. I think he should. I think Tampa has everything there, depending on who they hire as offensive coordinator since they fired Byron Leftwich. Derek Carr should definitely consider Tampa before he considers New Orleans. Same conference, warm weather, you know. Um, Derek Carr should definitely, definitely think about uh, making a play. I guess I that that, that that's Madden Jim and me saying Derek Carr might want to think about making a play in Pittsburgh, but that's that's playing too much Madden because. Kenny Pickett's your guy, but you're only saddled with him because you spent the first round pick on him last year. Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. He is. And I think Mike Tomlin with the Derek Carr can definitely start making noise again in the AFC North. But the Steelers wouldn't do that because they're saddled with Kenny Pickett at this point. Uh, and Kenny Pickett could grow into the next thing unless they, you know, unless they end up doing a trade. Um. Derek Carr is not worth the first rounder right now, though. Um, but no, I, I immediately well, what comes to my they mind said, is Tampa. They said, cars, they said cars could go for a third, which I think is reasonable. Third is reasonable. Third is definitely a reasonable um, valuation for what Derek Carr can bring. I just think that there's teams that's, that have overvalued quarter. Derek Carr is better than Brock Purdy. You put Derek Carr in San Francisco, and I think you're going to be happy with the results there. Um, Depending on what's happening in Arizona, Kyler Murray's going to be out for pretty much the entirety of the next season. Does Arizona bring in Derek Carr on a smaller deal? Does Carr take a pay cut to kind of bet on himself? I don't know. But I think Tampa is the best situation for Derek Carr to go to. I don't think New Orleans is that situation. We don't even know what Slant Man is going to do. I don't know what's going on with Alvin Kamara down there. Um, Chris Olave is nice, but if that team isn't geared towards offensive explosion i wouldn't i wouldn't look at it and just looking at what tom brady did with tampa over the last couple of years that team is already primed as long as they're healthy they should be good to go show me who the offensive coordinator is and Derek Carr, make your play for that team i agree um i i was about to say that too i think if i'm Derek Carr, i want to try to get the tampa bay at all costs you know like it's, it's i have to get there because they are, you know, like I said, they're prime ready to win. And it just makes sense. And, you know, I think the South is wide open. Now, I have a sleeper team. I have a sleeper team. Um, I don't know. How. I would try to either go, but one's not a sleeper. I would either, if I can't get the Tampa Bay, Right. 
because I don't feel like Tampa Bay is going to draft a quarterback. I, you know, I am trying to get to New York with the Jets or I'm trying to go to Houston. Hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why I would want to go to Houston. All right. Now, Houston can blow a third round. If you got the cap like that, you you know what I mean? You could go sign an Odell, you can draft some guys, you can trade for Hopkins. I got 11 first rounders. I got I, mean, I got 11 draft picks. I can build this shit up kind of quickly. You know what I mean? And you know, I think Houston could be super uber aggressive in trying to, you know, compete. If you see what the Jags did in one year, you're going around thinking, huh, I get him, I get him, I get that. I could, I could be back competitive again. You know what I mean? And I, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. But, I, you know, I feel like the Houston could really fast track. If they just say F some of these picks, man, they could really get this thing jumping back ASAP. Um, next question, all right? Now, Aaron Rodgers is going through hell right now right um where now i hear rumors of him going to the jets oakland okay my homeboy has thrown a curveball in there and said um um my homeboy threw a curveball there and said the titans the Titans. Where do you see Aaron Rodgers going? Because he will be. Realistically, where I see Aaron Rodgers, the next stop that I see Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> the Ben Shapiro show. No. Uh, Federalist Radio Hour. He's gonna try and get our guy back on. Uh, what's your What's your man that got sued for the Sandy Hook? <laughs> Alex Jones. Alex, yeah, yeah. He's gonna try and get him back right. Um, he's gonna be on your on your uh, conservative Twitter blogs. Uh, your stitch. What's that? I don't know shit about conservative people. That's where he's gonna be at, man. Get this dude out of here, man. He's gonna be on Fox Sports. He's, he's gonna be on Fox News. I don't care where he goes. He's done to me. Like he, he proved to me what I always knew about what he was, which was a front runner, which was a fraud. Um, shout out to Greg Jennings. Shout out to Jordy Nelson. Uh, shout out to all those guys. Um, you. This is a franchise that allows themselves to be hamstrung by quarterbacks. Brett Favre did it to him. They didn't learn their lesson. Aaron Rodgers is doing it to him. They're still not learning their lesson. They well, it's just their paid fault. Them. It's, their, it's fault. their fault. It's their fault. You draft. You dra- You're the one that drafted. Um, you're the one that went out your way and drafted. Damn, Jordan Love. You made it this way, technically. In my opinion. This isn't a thing if you don't draft Jordan Love. Respectfully. No, and, and you're right. And at some point, someone has to be the adult 
and stop the circular toxicity that exists between uh, these two entities. So with that being said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to make any team better because as soon as he gets there, he's going to need more. He's going to want to do it his way. And same conversation I had with Sean Payton, same conversation I'm having with Aaron Rodgers. Your way hasn't produced historically. It has not. Patrick Mahomes has more of a successful career in what? Five years than Aaron Rodgers has had since 2005. I trust Patrick Mahomes way more than I trust Aaron Rodgers way. Patrick Mahomes is going to do everything Aaron Rodgers has done with more Super Bowl appearances by the time. I mean, he already has more Super Bowl appearances, but everything that Aaron Rodgers has done, moving the, the, the throwing the ball, moving in the pocket, being athletic. Pat Mahomes is going to crush all that. And he's going to go to six times more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers ever dreamt of going to. So I, I'm just not of this idea that Aaron Rodgers is this, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. They look the same to me. I don't know. But to answer um, the question, maybe the New York Jets, if I want to, you know, just shout out Kwame West, New York Jets. Y'all should take a real long, hard look at Aaron Rodgers. Or if I'm the if I'm the Jets, I'm risking it all. Like I am throwing every single asset I have. I would have been calling. Honestly, I would have been calling the 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 Green Bay today. Like I would have been blowing Green Bay line. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I would I would have just been harassing. That's just me. Um, so, you know, you know, that, 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 that you know, but you know, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is weird enough to retire. I feel strongly that he's weird enough to retire and just say F life, F everything. I don't care. I don't love nothing whatever i feel strongly about that and uh, it's easy for me just to kind of say okay he's gonna do this that and third well i, I uh, actually what the hell ain't rice gonna do i don't know man so you know I, I'm, I'm just i don't know i don't know the the, the green bay has to trade though they have no choice um where we at uh tom brady retired rest in piss brady brady's coming back i don't know why can i say i'm glad you said that because i i I haven't even thought about him tom Mm. brady is an op forever like fuck tom brady why do you always make this decision on the first day of african-american history month what is your infatuation with just having to be right in our space? Like, it's only 28 days, bro. You could have made a decision January 31st, January 30th. Uh, uh, we don't care how you got away from your wife or that's your stiff arm wrist so that you can sign a new lucrative deal with Fox for however many millions and that you did. We don't care. Why do you do this on the first day of the month of February every year? We don't care. We don't care. I agree. I I agree with you. I I don't care about Tom Brady. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. This is what I do care about. You know what? This podcast has this love hate relationship with David Tepper. Sometimes he's big stepper Tepper. Sometimes he's a fraud. 
But let me tell you something. David Tepper is slowly trying to get some goodwill back in Panther fans. Okay, slowly. I appreciate him leaving um, Matt Rule on um, Fred. Um, I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I also appreciate him not giving his money. You ruined my life. You ruined my franchise. How about you get the F out my face, you broke boy? Find your own chips. You know what I mean? So I, if, if you don't know, Matt Rule filed a lawsuit against David Tepper um, and saying he owes him $5 million because he got fired. C could David Tepper owe us some money? Absolutely. Do I give a fuck? No. Fuck that nigga Matt Rule. Matt Rule has caused so much pain and anguish to he, he divided the Panther fan. He broke the Panther fan. We were a tight-knit bunch. We all are going on our separate ways. We still have been. I, I, I still have not unpacked my thing back in Charlotte. So I, I, I'm just in limbo right now. But shouts out to David Tepper for not talking to, you know, run off from the plug. Take him Fuck to court. You know what I'm saying? David Tepper said, fuck a shooter. I'm my own shooter. I'm my own shooter. Listen. All this ice, I'm my own jewelry. If you want Six to go to lawyers court, in the old Jewish. I'm the star <laughs> bitch. This is my movie. Pinky Ring 250 on it. Get sick to say Nick Spencer Buzz on it. Yes. Ran off on the plug twice. He steady calling. I ain't calling by. Come on, David Tepper, man. You trying to you trying to bring me back in, dog. He trying to yeah. bring me back to the game. Um, it's still fuck that nigga forever. But maneuvers like this. We'll have these shiesty South Carolina niggas fanning a little bit. Hey, why do we? Why do you need to pay Matt Rule? Why? Recoup. Why? He owe you money. He owe you money. He you he cost you money. He you, we see them man. Listen, we could have had a cookout at 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 Bank of America Stadium. We could have he could have rented that thing out for family reunions on Sundays, bro. He could have, we could, niggas could have had a family reunion there because nobody was at the game. Nobody. And at the end of the day, you know, how much money did you lose, Dave? Do you really have to give them five, five M's? Think David Tepper said, he said he dissed me on his last album. Guess nobody <laughs> heard, nobody heard his last album. David Tepper looking at, he looking at Matt Rule like, uh, like, like Debo was looking at Red when Red asked for bike back. <laughs> you looking at like he's a broke boy, man. Matt Rule David said, you Tepper, know, man, the beach cruiser, you know. Listen, man, David Tepper has more stripes than Adidas right now. He has more stripes than Adidas right now. And I am slowly falling back up under the spell, okay? I need a little bit more. You know, before you reel me back in, but uh, he looked like he got more stripes than Adidas, man. I'm just saying, I like it. I need more of it. You know, keep keep me going, keep me engaged. Like that's how you keep me engaged, man. Listen, we, we, we and engaged. on that There's note, nothing around here. The hook is in the water with the bait on it. I see it. It's wiggling. It looks good to me, but I'm not really sure. Anthony Richardson with the ninth pick. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Anthony Richardson with the ninth pick. We're going to go, you know what, fuck, we're, we're going to go there next, but I want to say this. 
if David Tepper comes out and tell Matt Rule, come get it back in blood, I don't care what he says. I'm in. I'm in. I don't trust him that much, but. Tell Matt Rule, come get it back in blood. <laughs> if your nigga killers ain't dead, ain't no R.I.P. shirts. God damn it. I'm sold. I am sold. I am sold, man. So, you know, F Matt Rule forever. He's a, he is an enemy of this podcast until the end of time. We do not care. David Pepper, continue, continue to fight for our love, okay? Continue to work on this relationship, okay? Um, let, 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 Let's say, we've been going for a little minute, man. Let, let's save the QB. We'll we're going to do a little teaser, little teaser. Little teaser, man. Um, There are five. So we're going to, next podcast, we're going to bring Riggins back. You know, we got to bring our white delegate back. We want to to rank quarterbacks right now. Um, I don't feel I need a combine. I do not feel I need a pro day. I've watched everything I need to see. And because I've seen everything I need to see, I don't need nothing else. I've got everything I need. You know what I mean? So... I'm feeling a little Anthony Richardson, maybe. But 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 I I need more time to think. I need more time to process. But you know, me we we we're we're feeling like Anthony Richardson number nine might you know might get the might, might get that crap back in the veins up man. I don't know. I'm getting that itch right now. You know. So we'll put a pin in that. I think we'll probably discuss the Super Bowl next part and then just kind of get into our, you know, position rankings and then just go from there. You know what I mean? We'll put a pin on that. Um, and do we even need to make predictions for Super Bowl, who we going with? Or are we, are we First of all, before we talk about who we're going with, I want to come and say that shouts out to the ancestors for giving us a black on black Super Bowl. Now, 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 before you come for Pat Mahomes uh, for come for Mulatto, I've seen Pat Mahomes' dad, and he said he's smoking on that burrow pet. So Pat Mahomes is a nigga. He is a light nigga, but he is a nigga. So that so by association, one drop of black blood makes Pat Mahomes black. We have a black on black Super Bowl, and I am excited. I am excited. Um only one of those black quarterbacks understands the assignment when Atomic Dog comes on. And Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. For that. Absolutely. You know where my pick is. We are picking Jalen Hurts. But what I want to say is I'm going to give my opinion. Okay. I'm going to tell you some some things to look for in this game. I think this game is going to come down to I I I I listen. First of all, a lot of nastiness is going on shitting on Jalen Hurts. A lot of colonizers want Jalen Hurts to fail, and let me tell you something. When Jalen Hurts wins, I am going to be insufferable. Okay? Insufferable, okay? Now, I say that to say, this game is going to come down 
to the defensive line of the Eagles. I really do think so. And, I, you know, they, they're leading the NFL in sacks. They get after it. They're going to get after Pat Mahomes. I will also say this. I also think the Eagles secondary might get a little cooked. You know what I mean? I think that, uh, you know, they just have so much, um, you know, weapons. You know, I think they're going to be very balanced. I think Pat Mahomes is going to kind of just, you know, find whoever open and just feed them. But the D-line will win this game, hands down. No questions asked. I feel strongly about that. What what, what you think? I got the Eagles. I got Jalen Hurts dressing everybody in Kansas City's front seven out. I don't see them stopping the run game. I don't see them being able to handle the play action. I see defensive ends in torturous hell, linebackers in torturous hell. They're not going to know whether to, to, to play up close and stuff holes or to play back a little deeper and, and flow and spy. And for that reason, I got the Eagles winning. And I got the Eagles winning big, the same way I had the Eagles winning big in the NFC Championship. What's, what's the score? I got a score since somewhere 34-10, 34-17, somewhere around there. Um, Brandon Graham putting them paws all over. Putting them paws all over, Travis Kelsey. I have... Mm, I have... I'm thinking a little... Um, I'm feeling a little 31 to 14, but the Eagles are just in total control the entire game. There's no part of the game that they're not in control. You know, I, I can see the Chiefs running behind the, uh, I can see the Chiefs running behind the Eagles secondary, but I really feel like the Eagles are just going to put hands and feet and body on them. You know what I mean? I just think they're just a physical bunch, man. And I think that physicality, the way this team is built. And also another thing that we just have not thought about, you know, if Jalen Hurts is um, healthy, he could air that thing out on, on the Chiefs, bro. And I want that. I want Jalen Hurts to. I want Jalen Hurts to have three hundred and fifty three hundred yards, three hundred yard Hurts, three hundred and fifty yards passing, three hundred and fifty yards passing, and I want him to air that thing out. And then after he airs that thing out, we are going to come back on this podcast and we are going to have a dialogue. Oh, buddy, we are going to have a dialogue. Okay. Because we're going to push back on all the little nasty Chris Sims narratives, Kyle Brent. We're going to push back on all those little nasty narratives. And we're going to give that black man his appreciation, man. Shouts out to Jalen Hurts. We can't wait. We will be back with a fury after that goes down, man. Shouts out to that brother, man. Um, Did we miss anything? Let me go back and check real quick. Let me check my notes. 
check my notes for anything that we think we might need to. No, we hit everything. Um, okay. I'm out here in these Super Bowl streets and the Panthers are in poverty. The face of our franchise is Brian Burns. Uh, how many non-NFL fans know who Brian Burns is? There's our problem right there. David Tepper, Tepper fucking fix it. Tepper fucking fix it, man. Um, Hey, man. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening to the pod. Um, We put in a lot of work in this pod. We, we, we are pleased with people uh taking their time about their day and showing us some love, man. We appreciate you you know keep listening share it with your friends share it with your friends friends and just you know just keep rocking with us man amen appreciate y'all peace